0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. ladies. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have had a good season that you're in right now. Maybe the Bible studies that we've uh, studied together have encouraged you. And I'm excited for the lesson today, although I didn't at first want the lesson that the Lord put on my heart. uh, I believe it's one that we all could use uh, to different degrees within our life, but that uh, it should be able to open our eyes, um, maybe reassure us of where we're at in life, maybe for others, um, maybe show us that we need to get back on a different path where the Lord had had us before. But let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start the study. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for uh, this time and these ladies that have set aside some time to listen to your word, to uh, maybe watch the study. And Lord, I pray that you would be with me, that you would allow your word to do the work here, that you would give us your wisdom and your guidance. And I thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen so ladies I would like to do something today that's a little bit out of the ordinary which is um, wound you and you there are there's a verse in the Bible that talks about faithful are the wounds of our friend that's not a position that most people would just necessarily volunteer for but the Lord has put it on my heart that sometimes there's someone in your life that you come across their path it could be a preacher from a conference or a lady speaker other times it is a friend or someone that you know Uh, that you knew that's exactly what you needed at that time. And after being around some different people, um, just the Lord had put some things in my heart it has been coming on, actually for a couple of years, but stronger and stronger in the last months and weeks. Um, And it's one of those things that no one enjoys, maybe certain medical procedures or getting shots. I know there are a lot of people that are literally, like deathly afraid of getting shots. That might be you um you might be like me you've had so many that what's one more but sometimes it's that very shot that you might need whether it's a medical um, necessity or maybe it's even something such as a vitamin b12 shot where it's vitamins and it's great for you but you needed that little extra um, help if you would To be able to help you pursue and to move forward for the Lord and so if you were here with me in person I have a little example I have passed out before for this lesson of a little baby syringe there's no needle on it but it's such that it reminds us that sometimes there's something in life that is good for me um, like a medicine that I don't want to take or receive but yet it's going to be painful for the moment but yet the lasting effect is really, really going to be, be of help to you. Uh, I have one particular medicine that I have to take once a month, just a shot in my arm. And um, oh, it is so painful for about 10 seconds. I counted last week when I had it done and I thought, wow, it's, it's only 10 seconds. But for those 10 seconds, that's all you can think about. Maybe you've been there before. And so this lesson is such that um, as we look at the Word of God, not just my words, I hope to encourage you in something that might wound you, but yet it might be the very thing that you needed for this moment in time. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6 says, Open rebuke is better than secret love. And that's the verse, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And i want to be that friend to you today so um you know sometimes it's needful to get wounded in order to get better Uh, my daughter this isn't in my notes but just this last week we were celebrating my son's birthday and as we were not myself but our family were getting ready to jump on some trampolines one of my daughters just little three jumps into a trampoline and she happened to land wrong on her foot her ankle And she broke her ankle going right into summer and so um, but the doctor was telling us that this ankle will probably heal stronger and will be her strong point in the long run versus the other foot because here it was wounded but in that healing process that calcium that's going to build up it's going to make her stronger and that's what the word of god does for us Um, sometimes it points out something where i've gotten off track Uh, Maybe I never knew about it and I'm wrong or I'm in sin other times it's where again off track where I I did know about it and I have drifted and I hope to be that friend to you today that if you are like I have been many times in my life where I've Drifted from where maybe I once took a stand. I'm encouraging you. Let's get back on that stand Um, Sometimes the truth no matter how hard it is to hear is the very thing we needed colossians 2 verses 1 to 8 excuse me i'm going to break them down and we're going to look at each verse and see what the lord says really about this topic so verse 1 says for i would that you knew what great conflict i have for you and for them at laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh my question to you on this verse is does someone else Have more of a burden for you than you have for yourself we can often do that we can be so burdened for someone else be praying for them be fervent and not even noticing where I'm at spiritually where I could improve and do better and here writing to the Church of Laodicea um, Paul had more of a burden for them and they didn't even realize how lukewarm they had become So verse 2 says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. You know, there are mysteries of God, mysteries of the Word of God, and that's why sometimes we need, um, you know, other ladies, spiritual leaders, pastors, mentors in our life that help us open our eyes, obviously the Word of God and the Holy Spirit being number one. But we need to know and open our eyes to, wow, there's some things I don't quite understand. Or as you've noticed, society and life have changed so much that, you know, there's so much gray where really life used to be a whole lot more black and white. Verse three says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Um, You know, we have to be in the word searching for his promised treasures Um, As proverbs 2 verses 1 to 6 maybe write that down and we're not going to get into that one specifically today But excellent verses about searching for God's wisdom and knowledge and understanding as if it were treasure Um, God says those are true treasures of life. They're priceless, but ladies are we searching for it? Are we really asking God Lord? How do you want me to live? Where's the stand? I should take as a Christian Or are we just swaying with the movements? Are we swaying with the newest trend that sweeps into Christianity? Those are the very things we need to be so careful of. Verse four says, and this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Any man is not always the word, excuse me, the world. It is often others in the ministry. We have to be very, very careful right now in these days in which we tread, because people in the ministry, maybe you have personal examples as well, Um, people that have taught you, people you've looked up to, are not holding the line that they once did, and the, the people that could beguile you could be ones that maybe were even very close to you. Verse five, this is again, Colossians chapter two, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. You don't always have someone holding your hand, guiding you. So here's the question on those times where you don't, do you personally still have joy alone? And if you're walking with the Lord, the answer should and can be yes. We don't have to have that person guiding me each step of every day. That's one thing that has been, um, uh, I don't know the words to use, at times heartbreaking, but very hard for me when I've maybe discipled a lady or worked with somebody in a Bible study and I see progress and we're doing good. And maybe one of us had um, some time off or a summer break or something. And within a short amount of time, I see the lady slip. And I think, wow, Lord, it, it's sometimes I you know, just go to the Lord and say that's so heartbreaking to me because I thought she was on such a good path. And then it makes me feel like, wow, is someone only going to do right if they're personally walking, holding your hand? And ladies, we've got to be stronger than that. There are times we need that person to hold our hand and to really support us, but as Christian women, we've got to be strong enough that even if I'm all alone, I'm still going to walk the line, I'm still going to do right, and I'm still going to know what I believe and where I stand. So now let's look at verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. So here's my direction too, ladies you've already received a call at some point in your life. And you might say, wait, 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 I'm not in full-time ministry. I'm just listening to this Bible study. But we as Christians have all been called to share our faith, to live for Christ, and to tell others about Him. And so we've received a call years ago. Why do I have to get a call again? Now sometimes I go back and maybe I wrote down a date or remember a conference or a camp or something that I made some decisions for Christ, and those are excellent. But I need to keep in my mind that I don't need God to keep knocking on my door, keep knocking on my door. If He's called me to do right, if He's called me to know what I believe and to take a stand, then I need to just do it and continue to ask for His help. But don't be the type of person who has to be reached over and over and over again. Verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Um, Ladies, we've already been taught. So where is the thanksgiving? This verse is so meaty. Talking about being rooted rooted and built up in Him. That's one whole lesson. Then established in the faith. Then talking about being taught. But I love how that last, after the last comment says, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So sometimes I need that shot, that reminder that, man, i got to get back on track. But that shot might be the very thing that actually helps. Maybe I was on track, but maybe I'm not thankful. Maybe I'm not positive. And I can certainly struggle with with this as much as anyone else. But I've got to remember that there's joy in being a Christian, joy in walking with the Lord. A separate verse associated with this says, Luke 8, 13, They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. Ladies, when you hear something, maybe in church or in a Bible study, that oh, you just you don't like it. Maybe you don't want to hear it, but you know it's the truth, and it hurts. Here's the question that verse right in the middle says, with joy. Do you receive it with joy? That oh, Lord, that hurt, but thank you. I needed to hear that. The rest of that verse says, And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. We could look around a room if we were all sitting in maybe a ladies meeting and we could see people that are here more excited the first year. The second year we come back and we would look around and there would be some changes. For one, there'd be some new faces which would be great. But I can pretty much guarantee there are going to be some empty seats where people were there the first year are not there the next year. And don't be that person that listens to this Bible study today but maybe a year from now when we're on a different subject you're no longer listening. Let the Lord work in your heart, soften you up, um, and listen to his word, but do it as well with joy. Then, verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So, um, you know, we're getting spoiled, but not just by the world, we're getting spoiled even within the church. Listen to this um, about knowing what you believe. Jonathan Whitfield was preaching to coal miners in England. He asked one man, what do you believe? And he said, well, I believe the same as the church. And Jonathan Whitfield said, well, what does the church believe? And this man said, well, they believe the same as me. Seeing that he was getting nowhere, Whitfield said, and what is it that you both believe? Well, the man said, I suppose we believe the same thing you know many Christians seem to know as much about what they believe as that coal miner that they couldn't if you try to nail them down they really couldn't define what their doctrine is what their philosophy is what their principles are spiritually speaking and we need to know and have a stronger faith than that ladies I'm just encouraging you maybe you were stronger days years months ago than you are today. Let's get back to that. May we not be ladies that waver and are weaker as time goes on. So I have some points. They're very, very simple. They're ones that you've heard before, but maybe like I did, you need to hear this truth. Number one is God is truth. In a day and age where society says truth is ever changing, it's a sliding scale. We need to remember that God is truth and He doesn't change. Uh, Psalm 117.2 says, For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. We've got to be praising Him. God is truth, and that alone should bring us some joy that we have some security in His truth and knowledge. Also, Psalm 119.30 says, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. That was King David saying, I'm going to set you before me, Lord, because you're the one who's truth. Isaiah 59, the whole chapter is excellent um, as far as um, this study and about God being truth, but especially verse 14, I encourage you to look that one up. But I do want to read to you Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not also wisdom and instruction and understanding. And I definitely believe that's where we're at, that we know truth, but we've sold it off bit by bit, lot by lot. And we might have a fragment of what we used to believe, but not anymore. Charles Spurgeon once said this, I would recommend you either believe God up to the hilt or else not to believe him at all. Believe this book of God, every letter of it, or else reject it. There is no logical standing place between the two. Be satisfied with nothing less than a faith that swims in the deeps of divine revelation. A faith that paddles about the edge of the water is poor faith at its best. It is little better than a dry land faith and is not good for much. That is very, very true that we ought not just be looking in and have just a little bit of faith. But our faith should be so strong that others want what we have number two truth does not change Uh, malachi 3 6 for i am the lord i change not and i've got a lot of scripture for you today and i really believe the word of god most of all is the one who's really gonna you know maybe put on your heart how strong he has upon mine that i can't change There are people that um, not only have changed, they've even rejected God completely, uh, who I never would have thought would do that. Excuse me. Proverbs 24, 21 says, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. This is so uh, dynamic. So he says, don't mess with those that change a lot. So then there's a colon. The rest of the verse says, for their calamity shall rise suddenly. And who knoweth the ruin of them both? Um, God says there is nothing but destruction for those that change their stand and don't know what they believe. James 1, 5 to 5-8, uh, this one you might be familiar with as well. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to men to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, those waves, they come and they go. They bring things in from the ocean tumbled about, and then they, they might be at shore for a while with the storm, and then they're carried right back out. It's amazing. You can take broken shards and pieces of glass and toss them in the ocean. I've actually been to a beach that, For some reason, I can't remember, it was decades ago I went there, but there was all this glass on this beach. There was maybe a shipwreck or a factory or some, some reason behind it, but what had happened to all this glass, it was completely safe to walk on the beach because it had been tumbled and tumbled and tumbled for years in the ocean that it looked like little, it looked beautiful, like gems and everything, the blue glass, green, even um, like a, um, an amber color, just all over the beach. They were soft. They were smooth. There were no hard edges because they had rolled around and tumbled. And that's what happens to us is not that we're those sharp pieces of glass but you know we're broken up in this world and instead of allowing the lord to put us together into beautiful peace and use for him when we just jump ourselves into the world it tumbles us around and we look no different than the other pebbles and really we're good for nothing we couldn't use it for anything and god wants to use you no matter where you're at no matter how broken James chapter two, verses eighteen and twenty says, Yea, a man will say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe, and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, what faith without that faith without works is dead? We can have faith But if the world doesn't see us practicing it, we're going nowhere. They're just going to say, it's just, you know, you're no different than I am. Uh, I found this story about righteousness being the greatest weapon. Napoleon made a mistake when he said that God is on the side of the strongest battalion. This statement has been proven wrong by many, many times in the Bible and throughout history. You know, Abraham took 318 men and defeated four kings and their armies. Gideon, with his 300 dedicated men, defeated an army of thousands. David, a shepherd lad, untrained for war, armed with only a sling, killed a giant nine feet tall. God is on the side of those who do right, not just those that are the strongest. Um, And ladies, as um, I'll pause this lesson, because I like to do it in two parts, give you maybe some time to think about it, maybe go back over these verses, write them down, Um, let's really ponder what the Lord would have for me. Is this shot today and the next lesson going to help me enough that I know what I believe and I'm going to have some passion about life, some joy and thankfulness to go make a difference because I know what I believe and I know it's truth and no one's going to sway me from that. So I'll look forward to seeing you again for the next lesson as we finish this next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.